This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamualaikum, hello, Allah, and welcome to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. From helping blind people use facial and object recognition to virtual reality and immersive education. In just a moment, we're going to be meeting students who are tackling everyday challenges with tech. All part of Sharjah Innovation Week. This is a fascinating, fascinating discussion. Um, something we're going to be talking about as well is imagine, imagine being able to hear the stories, uh, the stories of those who came before us through holograms where you actually get to see those people telling stories. There's so, so much to discuss. All of that and more is coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Now, tech is revolutionizing the way that we live, the way we work, the way we play every single day. But there are some real world challenges that uh, we are yet to address. So, students at Sharjah Innovation Week, they are reimagining. The experiences of the blind, for instance, to create facial and object recognition apps, creating virtual learning environments and high tech prosthetics. They're amazing projects. They are on show at Sharjah Innovation Week right now as uh, part of the UAE's Innovation Month. And we are so pleased to welcome to the studio some of the great minds uh, behind these amazing inventions here to Life Beats. So, uh, first of all, I've got to with me, uh, Dr. Sohail is here. Dr. Sohail uh, Dahlal, welcome. Hi, Sally. How are you? So great to have you from the American University of Sharjah. You have uh, brought with you uh, one of your students as well, uh, Leila Al-Kaf. Hello, Leila. Great to have you. Thank you. And uh, we have with us Isra Muhammad as well. Hi, Dawood. Sally. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Great to have everybody here in the studio. You are from the University of Sharjah as well. Yes. Um, let's start with you. Uh, really uh, interesting kind of invention that you've come up with, an app, in fact. Yes, um, exactly that helps the blind with facial recognition. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so it's basically an application. Uh, it has two features, uh, face recognition and currency recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, we, we made it specifically to help. It can be a great help for the blind people specifically. So um, the application can be controlled by the volume up and down bottom, so it can be easier for the blind, obviously, to use it. Um, What's also, the name of the app? We call it Eye to Ear. Eye to ear. Yeah. I like that. Really yeah, interesting. So. Because you yeah. get you get the yeah. audio back to you yes, of whoever that, it is. All, all the results can be produced as an audio format. So blind be, uh, the blind person obviously can uh, know, uh, hear the result. Yeah. So you know exactly. So um, when you're meeting somebody, uh, your phone will tell you uh, through the audio in the phone. It will tell you who who is in front of you. Yeah. Uh, no. First, he have uh, he has to open the application right, first. Right. Right. And then uh, he will the application will guide the user by voice messages mm-hmm. that if he, uh, for example, if he want to uh, to start the face recognition applica- uh, operation, he has to press the volume up. Mm-hmm. He will tell you that. And if he want to start the currency recognition uh, operation, he has to press the volume down. 
So when you're in the in the supermarket or wherever you are and you're giving somebody some money and you want, want to know what they've given you back. Yes, you yeah. can check it. So that you can check it. So all of that, it's you're guided through this experience. Yes, it's all guided by voice messages. Through audio. Yeah. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Why did you think that this was a problem that you wanted to solve and, and you created this app for it? Well, we wasn't looking only for um, for a project to graduate and that's it. We want something that we... After we did it, after even we graduate, something can be maybe used from it and can be developed. Uh, so uh, we just wanted to help some uh, particular uh, part for this from the society. And we found that the statistics shows that there's so much people here, especially in UAE, they have to blind. So we wanted something that can be helpful for them and uh, they'll be less likely to be to uh, to get fraud or something. Well, this is something. Yeah, yeah, this is something that has applications worldwide, doesn't it? Yes, uh, there is a lot of application uh, as eyeglasses, but of course they are so much. They're so expensive, they're like thousand dollars or so. But this app is, is nearly free, so can and anyone can use it. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, uh, have you got sponsors behind this? Are, are there people supporting you on this? Or well, to know was but uh, because it was just a senior project so just uh, us and our doctor our supervisor our engineers in the university they ha- was uh, very helpful and they provided with any information we needed but that's it yeah until now that's amazing so well yeah. done congratulations <laughs> on that you. you're showing this uh this app now you're displaying it yes at, the innovation week at in- innovation week so yes. everybody um can get over there and have a look and yes, test it sure, out for yeah, themselves it's tested and it's working 100 because that's one of the things as well that um with something like this sometimes it might not be so accurate so you guys have tested this out yes and, of course we yeah. had a lot of work to do and there's well a lot of errors of course and was complication but finally we did it and uh, we finished on time thanks. so so how long did it take for you to put it put this all together then well there were two phases uh, we have we finished all the project in two semesters. The first semester was just paperwork, and we looking for the idea and how to how to build it and everything. The second semester we start actually building the application and uh, start coding and programming. So it may take us like the whole idea, maybe two semesters. Wow! I mean, so I think it's actually uh, brilliant. Yeah, maybe long. seven or eight months. Wow! Yeah. Well done for getting it all out <laughs> yes. there. That is brilliant. Yeah, um, Dr. You. Sahel, I want to come to you now and Leila as well. Um, tell us a bit more because you're a media professor at the American University of Sharjah. Um, we are lucky enough to have a few of your students who work with us here at Pulse95 as you well. Do, yes. Uh, and they're very good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We have to say they're outstanding. But for you, um, tell us about your kind of relationships with tech and with innovation, because it's not the first thing I would think of, you know, a media professor coming into tech. Well, I secretly have a hidden past. <laughs> <laughs> tell us more. I um, actually first was a computer scientist. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I even owned an engineering company in Australia. And uh, one day I decided, no, I want to be a media person. So. I started from scratch, actually, after having a master's in computer science Mm. and artificial intelligence. I moved and did a bachelor of media and communication and then master's and then a PhD. And therefore, I have this kind of duality. I'm a tech, I'm a geek at heart, but I'm also a communicator. So this innovation that I'm trying to do is combining both to make this effective, immersive education because uh, one of my observations through my 
years of study, especially doing <laughs> degrees again and again, is that education was a little bit dull and that technology could enhance it. And so therefore I started playing with new technology and seeing how I can communicate content, especially I'm interested in cultural content and how can I make that exciting for you. And so I started working with, you know, oral history and really old stories and trying to think of how can we bring them to life and make them kind of accessible for you because usually this kind of content is just a little bit dry without the technology. And so I'm trying, basically the innovation here is using some of the latest technology, especially virtual reality and augmented reality to bring these stories to life and really reimagining the past in a new way. So combining this really beautiful yearning and nostalgic stories in a technological way and creating, you know, 3D objects and holograms for these I love this so much. I love the idea so much because um, you're bringing experiences to generations who are not part of that that history. And, you know, we're always looking of ways to talk about history, to explain history, to talk about those stories and bring those stories to life to a new generation. But it's like there is that disconnect, isn't there, between young people and trying to learn about the past, particularly when we're talking about Arab culture and um, history. Exactly. And and there's a like there's a need and there's there's a need for the youth to connect with their heritage. There's a little bit of loss with new digital technology. So for me, I think we can make digital positive by connecting it with the past and, you know, build that bridge, that really interesting bridge that that brings that life stories that our grandparents have, bring it to life right there in front of us where we actually put the VR goggles and suddenly things come to life. We have a 3D village and the 3D village um, elders uh, come in holograms and tell us the stories of, uh, and we can reimagine how they live, basically. That's amazing. We're going to be talking about uh, more about that next here on Life Beats on Pulse95 with Dr. Sohail uh, Dahtel and we've got uh, Laila Al-Kaf with us here in the studio, Isra Muhammad Dawood as well, uh, talking innovation, talking creative ideas. Um, and yeah, definitely this one, bringing the past to life for a whole new generation. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. 95. Oh, wow. Amazing things going on here at the American University of Sharjah with us in the studio. Uh, we have Dr. Sohail as well as uh, Leila, who are in media but doing incredible, innovative things uh, when it comes to education and immersive technologies there um, as well. We're going to bring you now into the discussion, Leila. Um, Dr. Sohail started talking about, you know, the whole idea of um, bringing the stories of the past to a whole new audience. But I want to know more about you. You've been working with him. Uh, What has that been like until now? So I'm an advertising student, but I always had a passion for production and film. So um, I applied for this job two years ago and I started off just editing a few videos. And over time, I got to enhance my video editing skills and all that. But then um, I started off doing some of the research so we can like one thing that he taught me is that in order to accurately represent a culture, you have to do enough research because you have this culture that you're representing in the media and a lot of people are going to be learning from it. 
So you actually, there's a lot of small details that actually make a difference when representing. You can't just assume things about certain cultures. And uh, uh, I learned a lot from this research process and I never thought I'd enjoy it, but I do now. Too much. She enjoys it too much. Yeah, I mean, I do it. I research all the time. I'd be out with my friends in the cafe and they'd all be on their social media and I'd just be there researching about certain cultures. And it's all addictive. That. It is addictive. I didn't think it's it true. Be, yeah. <laughs> It really is. It's something because did you find that, you know, as you because a lot of people do get their cultural realities from Hollywood. That's true. But as you started researching, did you realize how much there was in terms of misconceptions? Yeah, I mean, after this job and after researching, I feel like I woke up. I was just living in a world where like I was just being manipulated by the Western media and by what we see in Hollywood movies and that's not accurate especially when they're representing Middle Eastern culture so Almost and I can always, gi- right? yeah and I can give you an example I mean I was working on a script about romance and uh, I had I had to write it about like a man falling in love with a woman and all I had in my head is a Romeo and Juliet story I mean I couldn't think of any other story and until I started doing the research and then it was completely different it was very accurate to what actually happens so you changed your script you yeah changed the way that i had to rewrite the script multiple times <laughs> but uh, in the end i think we nailed it and we got it right so what did it become now oh really interesting wait yeah, till you see the end result you see it ne- oh my god next week yeah. next week we're gonna shoot it as a hologram so yeah this is crazy okay so you guys are gonna be um you've got a, a 3d camera at the moment um which we would love to see uh but you're getting a holographic camera as well Because all of this, the technicalities and, and, and mm. the, you know, the, the tech behind it, in fact, well, what's this, that like? Well, I mean, what Lila was saying is really important, which is, is the tech on its own is nothing. There needs to be really meaningful storytelling that is well-researched. But then the technology is amazing these days, but no one is utilizing it for this beautiful, like, old historical stories. So what we're doing is, for example, we're gonna, some of the part of the project is taking these images that are from 1920s and 30s, doing stories, reenacting stories that, like Lila said, as a hologram, and then you use your phone and you just look at the image and then the people in the image come to life and tell you the story in 3D as a hologram. So you get to experience the story more than just reading it or watching it. Wow. Yeah. So you, because everything revolves <laughs> around phones. So you, you, get to, you get your phone You point it towards that particular image and then that comes to life yeah. on your phone. And basically you will, you'll be in a gallery environment and there'll be many. We, we're looking at 20 images from 1920s of different parts of, of the historical stories from Palestine. This project is about Palestine. It's called Kanya Mekan in Palestine. And as you walk and use your phone and you, you point at one of the images with the phone and in front of you in 3D, comes a hologram that tells you the story of that image. That is incredible. That is so beautiful. Especially when you talk about a place like Palestine. Is it is it going to specific villages, specific places in Palestine? Why is this about Palestine? Okay, well, that my heritage is Palestinian and actually part of my old story is remembering my grandfather. He'd sit me on his lap and he had this thing where he had figs in his, like in his belt, dried figs. They call them qutain. So he'll take one dried fig feed it to me and tell me one little story. And this is my childhood memory. You know, when I was 10, and I carried that with me, and I've always wanted to bring these stories to life. And now kind of everything comes together with new technology. And so what we're doing is we're doing these images, but we're also creating a, a village 
a 3D village that we imagine 3D village, a combination of many villages in Palestine. And then you also will have a VR headset. Put the VR headset on and walk through the village and different stories will come to life there. So there's, there's actually two parts of the exhibition, the VR and also the images on the wall. That's incredible. That yeah. is so beautiful. I love the idea of that because it's not just history, which is we need that and we need that connection. Um, but a lot of us can't go to Palestine even today. Yeah. So to exactly. to try and even to try and experience yeah. that. So you're bringing that experience. I am, and also like part of the project, for example, we we have a section of the old city of Jerusalem, and you will put the goggles on, and you'll talk to the guy that sells the Jerusalem bagels, the kaik, and you'll smell it because we're also going to add some smell. And then oh. you and then you see the zatar and you'll smell the zatar. You're gonna have to put actual kak there. It's not gonna work. You can't yeah, do. You have, you have to put you kak. You can't do VR No, you have to have the smell. And so we are actually looking at that seriously. So oh. part of the VR is gonna be sensual experience. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. So you can combine the smells. You can combine. Yeah. Uh, it, it just really, you know, uh, brings you into that kind of era and that place and that Ex- feeling exactly and that's the whole point that it, it is uh, immersive that is incredible that is fantastic um but there's a lot here uh in terms of the whole idea of bringing technology uh, into not just storytelling but journalism as well yes. uh, and we want to talk about that next uh with uh dr sahel and leila and also bringing isra back into the conversation <laughs> too lots more to come on life beats on pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. All right, we are back and we are talking uh, amazing technologies that we are seeing uh, from young minds, students, uh, as well as media professors, uh, as well at Sharjah Innovation Week from the American University of Sharjah, as well as the University of Sharjah too. Um, in the studio, uh, just to bring you back up to speed in case you have just joined us, our uh, Dr. Sohail uh, Dahdal as well as Layla Al-Kaf and Isra Muhammad uh, Daoud. And um, a great question because uh, you guys are working on your hologram stories, uh, which sound fantastic and all of us are very excited for that. Um, Doris has texted in, says uh, the hologram story is amazing. I just love history, old architecture, museums and all of that. So how and where can we get to view these stories? Okay, it's a good question. Uh, we are hoping to have a working prototype by May. Uh, at the moment, we only have a Facebook page that you can follow, which is called Kenya McCann. Uh, which means once upon a time in Arabic. Uh, which means once upon a time. Yeah. Um, in that page, we keep you updated. There's the backstory about what's, what's going on. And as soon as we have it live, you should be able to come to a museum somewhere hopefully in Sharjah yes and view it oh this will be stunning I'm so excited for this it's an amazing amazing um uh, project you guys are also working on uh, mobile journalism too this is a, a big thing for you Dr. Sahel and Leila and you've been working on this too tell me more about that well I mean I'm been teaching my students who Leila happened to be one before she became working with me she was one of my students learning about media and I felt that, you know, the youth and young, they need to be taught in technology that they're comfortable with. That's one thing. 
The other thing is that also with this new fast world, a lot of uh, even professional television stations are doing mobile journalism, which means they are using the mobile to shoot, edit, and publish directly live to a TV station or to the net their stories, their news stories. Mm. So I'm trying to also get our students at the American University of Sharjah and the Mass Communication Department uh, up to speed with this. So I'm working with uh, Dr. Aish, our head of department, Dr. Mohammed Aish, and we've created this program where we teach students to use mobile phones to make the whole story from beginning to end, which means everything happens in the mobile phone. And uh, of course, we use some extra technology like they you need a really good microphone and you need a good steady cam. So the mobile phone gets a few gadgets attached to it and then it becomes a fully fledged uh, news studio, basically. Production studio. Totally, production studio. You can even do multicam. Wow. Yeah, so it's like... Completely mobile. And Compl- we did do a few projects like that in our social media class. Yeah, where we had to um, we had to do a campaign about mental health. And then uh, we did sort of like um, a flash mob in the student center. And then we had uh, a bunch of students all around the student center holding their mobile phones and they were doing the multicam recording it so uh, they can publish it straight on the Instagram. Fantastic. That is amazing. But do you have like the concern, um, Dr. Sahel, in terms of if you have the speed and if if you kind of uh, can put something out so quickly that... Um, you know, things might not get fact-checked or, you know, journalism might not be done the right way. Absolutely. This is a big discussion in our, you know, when we talk about the ethics of new digital technology. And, you know, anything, ha- you know, is like a sword with two edges. There's a positive and a negative. So digital media literacy is really important. It's about teaching our students that, okay, you have new technology. It's powerful, but you also need to learn how to do it. So fact-checking is very important. Mm. Uh, usually there's a race or who can put the news first. And in fact, there's a lot of problems at the moment in the world, in the the media, and discussion about, uh, you know, whether journalism is going backwards with the new digital technologies or not. My personal opinion is that it's shifting grounds at the moment and eventually it will settle and there'll be a lot of new rules that takes us back to this authentic journalism. I I think we are at changing time and there's a lot of fakesters that use digital media for journalism. But there's also a lot of genuine journalists that can use digital media and mobile journalism in an effective, meaningful way. Mm. So I think, you know, at the moment it's a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. But eventually, uh, you know, the world of media will wake up into how we can do this fast but also authentic. Absolutely. Uh, Leila, you talked about something really important. The fact that you're learning now those critical thinking skills and you're saying you wish you'd had these earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, we learn a lot about fake news. So and this is something that I just started learning about in university and I wish I had learned about it um, in school or like in my last few years of school. And uh, a way to avoid fake news is to offer more classes and courses about critical thinking to students from a young age to have them being critical thinkers from such a young age to question everything they see. Because uh, nowadays with the internet, it's inevitable, like it's always going to be there. There's no way out. So um, a way to, and it's very chaotic with the amount of information. It's very overwhelming. So a way to um, like be able to know what's right, what's a fact and what's an opinion 
you have to be able to learn it from a young age. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an absolutely excellent point for sure. Um, but this is, as you said, it's completely changing how we do journalism, how we tell stories. Um, we were talking about as well uh, just a, a moment ago, um, you know, you, you're doing the holograms. Did you see the concert with Um Kulthum? Yeah. happening in Saudi Arabia in hologram. This is a thing. Wow. Um, so I, I didn't see it, but I'm a big fan. So I'm going to go and Google it right now <laughs> after this. <laughs> you have to. I want to know what you think as well. Yes. And we're going to have to have you back, uh, Dr. Hussail, to, to talk more about the project that you're working on, Kanya Makan, because it's absolutely brilliant, amazing stuff. Um, yes. But it, I, I kind of, you know, talking innovation, I want to kind of go around the, the studio now and uh, get from all of you. I want to start with you, Isra, in terms of um, what you think we need for young people to be more innovative and to be out there and to create amazing uh, inventions, just like what you're doing now. I mean, it's brilliant. We have to recap. You created an app that has facial recognition and uh, audio communication and object yes, recognition, yeah. currency recognition yes, exactly. for blind people. Yes. What do you think it, 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 we, we need for, to see more amazing things like that? Uh, maybe uh, the students from school they need to be support from the teachers. They had to have a classes maybe about the technology and how technology can affect our life and improve it for the better for you. Mm -hmm. um, also uh, from university also, like maybe um, more than most the, the the courses in the university can be theoretical. Yeah. So we need more practical uh, classes like our courses like this. Can people download your app now? Is it available? Uh, no, it's it's not in the store yet. It just we have to run it from the program uh, program software itself. But we didn't put it in the store yet. It's got to get all kinds of approvals and things like that, doesn't it? To yeah, get into the we store. To, yeah, we still have this process. So is that what you're working on now? Uh, yes, uh, we, but it's working. In a, uh, in, a, in a, mm. if you run it on the application on the phone, it's it's working. But we still didn't get there to the store. Fantastic. Point. Best yes. of luck with that. That's incredible. Uh, Dr. Sahel and uh, Leila, I want to kind of talk to you about, um, you know, what drives you in terms of looking for these kind of amazing innovations? Um, as a student um, and from a, a millennial, uh, we're very tech savvy. So we were very interested in anything that's got to do with technology. It's the, it's the only thing that can drive us to be more interested and to learn more. So um, having this project, it's very important to acknowledge that it's going to be particularly for the future generations and to teach them about their past. So um, and this is a very entertaining way of educating them. So it's very exciting. And I really hope I love it. it goes well. Yeah. I love it. I know my, my kids are going to be going for that. Definitely. They're yeah. kind of coming up to that age as well where, yeah. you know, they're in that it, it's, um, you know, the nexus between you know, uh, being young and at school, but also coming into the world and exploring the world, really, you know, history and culture exactly. and those kind of things. Yeah. So it's like, how do we bring that? And even I'm excited for it. Yeah. Amazing. And definitely from the creative aspect of it. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Dr. Sahan. Well, what, what Layla said is what drives me is to see someone young, really passionate and sending me WhatsApps at one o'clock at night with detailed <laughs> research, one after the other. And to, to engage youth in content that they otherwise wouldn't have been engaged with, I'm passionate about that. But I'm also passionate about Palestine. So telling the story of Palestine to the world is also a double win for me. So immersive education and the story of Palestine, you know, warms my heart, really. 
It's phenomenal and we need more of it. So thank you, all of you. Everyone can uh, head over to Innovation Week and see what you guys have created. Make sure you get down there, Sharjah Innovation Week. Um, uh, where can they see it, Isra? Yeah, and the University City Hall. Yep. Is that the same location for yes. you guys? Yes. Yeah. Sir. University City Hall, guys. That's where you need to be. Um, Innovation Week is happening all the way until the 14th. Thursday, the 14th of February. Thank you so much. That was brilliant. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Dr. Sohail uh, Dahtal, uh, as well as Leila Kalf and Israq Mohammed Dawood. More on Life Beats next on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yeah, that was incredible. I love so much that discussion with Dr. Sahel, Leila and Isra. Uh, they're just some of the students, some of the faculty members as well, who are creating fantastic projects for Sharjah Innovation Week. Listen to some of these as well. These are so brilliant. These are just some of the things you can see down at University Hall um, for Sharjah Innovation Week at AUS. So um, there's a 3D printed cost-effective caged drone designed manufacturing program to move through industrial-sized HVAC ducts by rolling and hovering motion to detect thermal leaks and blockages. Air conditioning, uh, of course, contributes to most of the electrical consumption in buildings here, particularly in the UAE, and leakages and blockages uh, in the AC system result in energy losses of up to 33%. So they reduce efficiency and they increase the operation costs and the maintenance of them is expensive. So it's time consuming and sometimes it's impossible uh, because of the size of the actual uh, ducts because it's hard to localize those faults as well. So this is so brilliant. I love this. The idea of this little drone that is going to go in there into the AC ducts and, and figure it all out. It's brilliant. Um, This is another one, a wheelchair that allows people with paralysis to stand up and move uphill without help from others. Uh, There's also an integrated system that detects patient falls in hospitals by classifying motions into fall and not fall. So the proposed system is a wearable and wireless device that consists of a camera module, a gyroscope and an accelerometer connected to a Raspberry Pi microcomputer for interfacing. That is so amazing. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. There's another one. A brain-controlled lower extremity biomedical exoskeleton for paraplegic patients uh, that was developed to help aid in the physiotherapy process of paraplegic patients' recovery to ensure uh, their recovery via mind-controlled signals. So students uh, have also created apps to shoot, edit, publish news stories with the same quality standards attained by professional equipment. Guess who did that? Dr. Sahel and uh, Leila and other students from AUS as well. Amazing stuff. They were just talking about it. If you missed the conversation, this is it's really inspiring stuff and it can just really spark some brilliant ideas. Um, you can catch that. It's going to be on the podcast available later on today. Uh, don't forget to check out SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, iTunes for Life Beats and you can find it all there. So, 
Um, amazing stuff. And I love that because it's just bringing brilliant ideas to life. This is what they are doing. And this is what we're seeing here at Charger Innovation Week. That's it for us today here on Life Beats. Have a fantastic day and see you back here again 10 a.m. for more of the good things that make life beat. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.